pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here's a story of a man named Bruncey who covers Husker sports boys and girls like football and basketball, even weightlifting like front squats and curls. Then one day, good old Bruncey called a talk show and acting on what they thought was a hunch. John and Josh wanted to start a family. And now we get to talk to Michael Brunts. It's Michael Brunts. Michael Brunts. Now we get to talk to Michael Brunts. Michael Brunts of Husker 24-7. Bruncey, how are you on this typically cloudy Tuesday afternoon? Not bad. It's balmy out there, guys. I'm, I'm feeling good. It is warm. It is nice, and it is humid, and the snow is melting a little bit. But gosh, Brunts, I want the sun. <laughs> You're going to get it. It's going to be like 70 degrees on February 1st. I know. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be well, – for, for those of us we're who We're getting have, sucked in. We're getting sucked in. John, it's going to be in the 50s. Seriously, it's going to be in the 50s. I know. And we're getting sucked into oh, a trap of the, thinking that yeah. winter is over, and then idiots on the radio. I'm not saying any names. We'll say, John oh, Bishop. Win- winter's basically over. Wow. And then winter will make a comeback. I can't believe you would say that about our, our Lincoln Radio competition. His name is Steve Sipple, and he'll join us later today, John. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Brunsey, I, I was almost jealous of my neighbor who was out. You know, I, I'm one of those guys who, when it snows, I want my driveway clear. I hate it when you track snow and then it gets packed and then it just sits yep. there. And, yep. and of course, this snowstorm, because of my schedule and everything else, we could not get the driveway clear. And finally, it's starting to melt. My, my neighbor was out with their shovel scraping the remnants of the ice and the slush off of the driveway. And I'm like, man, I wish I had time because I want to do the exact same thing, but I couldn't. Yeah, no, there, there's nothing worse than like, even just like you walk at, walking on it, that, that, that packs it down a little bit. That's, I hate that too. It's like, uh, it kind of just gets that, gets the OCD going just, just ever so slightly. <laughs> yeah. So Bruncey, what did you uh, take away from the Polynesian Bowl, whatever you could take away from the Polynesian Bowl. Uh, well, I mean, it's those are difficult. The showcase events like that are difficult to take too much away from. I think, like, you're basically thrown into uh, a game with you know players you've never played with, and you know you gotta you gotta kind of get everything ready to go in about three days. And you know, I, I think for for Dylan Raiola, I, I think you saw. It, you saw it in practice too with some of the clips that that were out there and, and shared and things like that. I mean, I, I think mostly what you expected of him going into that game was confirmed. I mean, I, I think he's a a very talented passer. Um, he's got a really strong arm, which we kind of already knew. I mean, he you know corks a seventy-two yarder and then a seventy-yarder in back-to-back throws. Um, you know that that's notable to me. Um, so you know, I, I think that's all. 
that, that's like kind of all confirmed. I mean, the game stuff, I mean, his team, I know, struggled with turnovers, but, um, you know, he made some nice throws, uh, looks pretty comfortable in the pocket, and we'll see how that all translates once he gets here. But, um, you know, I, I think he, you know, acquitted himself pretty well, and, you know, he was dealing with a lot there, too. Uh, our, kind of talking to our national guys, a lot of interview requests, a lot of autographs, um, and, and that's kind of all part of it, too. I mean, I, I think he kind of knows what the fishbowl is going to be like in Lincoln, but I think he managed that stuff pretty well in Hawaii. This- is it, Bruns, along those lines, like now that, that school has started, like it just has to kind of be this, like, uh, you know, breathing a sigh of relief for everyone involved because while, you know, there will be a bit of a circus when spring ball begins, I imagine that they can just say no freshmen are talking. And so this is going to be a really nice, what, nine-month stretch, eight-month stretch before the season begins where they're just going to be able to control any and all access and they can kind of limit it after after what it's been like over the last year plus. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see how they handle that. And, and I think that that's going to be – a, a delicate thing, I think, for, for Matt Rule and his staff because, you know, you, you know what the conversation is going to be throughout spring ball. And in some ways, if you do close it off, you're kind of back to a situation where, you know, you had Cody Green talking about Taylor Martinez all the time and stuff like that, um, which was a little bit uncomfortable for everybody. But I yeah. mean, maybe Heinrich Harburg is going to have to do that. Uh, who knows? But, you know, how, how you kind of handle that, I think, is really important with, you know, not only – Riola, but also Daniel Kalen, too. I mean, when two of your three scholarship quarterbacks are freshmen, um, that, that's certainly a unique situation. So uh, they, they will have to manage that a little bit. But I do think they will be able to, you know, kind of gate, kind of gatekeep that as well as they can, uh, even though, you know, everybody knows what the conversation is going to be. I mean, that's going to be a very uh, intriguing spring game because that's going to be the first look for a lot of people at, at uh, you know, what's going on there. Michael Brunts of Oscar 24-7. Will it be a disappointment if Rayola's not the starter in game one? I mean, is, does this spring feel like it's more about getting him ready to start versus a competition? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's, it's got to be both. I mean, I, I think, you know, you, you, you don't want to anoint him, but at the same time, you know, the, the arm talent, um, you know, I, I don't recall a Nebraska quarterback having that kind of arm talent um, coming in as a freshman. Um you know, I, I I think there's also a very steep learning curve because as good as a, a kid can be, um, you know, that there's still the between the years stuff that you have to learn. I mean, you, you got to learn an offense. Um, you know, I, I believe that the offense is going to look different than what they were doing last year. So there's that piece of it too. Um, you know, that there's a, a lot of learning that kind of has to happen from that step up from high school to college and this spring is going to be really important. Um, you know, that you also kind of have the, the, the added intrigue, I guess, or, or, or different piece of it too, where you've got a new co-offensive coordinator uh, who's also handling the quarterback. So there's going to be that, that, that that's going to be a bit of a factor too, but you would hope that, uh, you know, that if it is going to be him in the fall, and I, I would be very surprised if it's not, I would consider it an upset there. Um you know, you, you do have to make sure that that guy wins that, that competition rather than just kind of getting it by default and, and kind of, you know, what he's going to be two years from now versus, you know, what he is as a true freshman. Hey, Brent, speaking of freshmen and, and just the transfers in general, when, when you look at the players that are on campus now um, that, that just joined the program, whether it's a freshman or a transfer, what kind of hit rate do you think we're going to be talking about with these players? You know, often I'm reminded of, the, the influx of transfers that were brought in for 
believe it was Frost last year when they were really going heavy into the portal and they needed a large hit rate and they had a pretty solid hit rate, but obviously they got off to that slow start and we know what happened. What, what, are, we, what are we thinking about in terms of hit rate that the program is going to need from these players in 24? Yeah, I mean, I think the offensive guys, transfer-wise, that they brought in, um, you know, the, I think those are going to have to be hits. Um, you know, just with, with the running back spot, I mean, you know, Dante Dowdell was the guy that they targeted. I mean, there, there was there wasn't another guy out there that, you know, they were really prepared to pivot to, at least publicly, um, and, and they needed to add somebody that could come in and kind of be ready-made for that spot. I mean, I, I think if, in my mind, if you're kind of talking about the pecking order of who has to hit, I think he's at the top. Um, you know, I think the two wide receivers have to, to kind of be that too. Uh, I'd probably say Isaiah Nair a little bit higher on that list than uh, Jamal Banks just because, you know, Nebraska didn't have enough of a, a deep ball threat last year. And, you know, that that's going to be a part of the offense. I, I think, you know, given the, the strength of, of Dylan Riola and, and throwing the deep ball, that has to be a piece of it. I think he's got to be a hit too. And, you know, I, I think it would be a nice bonus for Nebraska. I, I Again, I didn't really consider offensive line being a, a need that they were going to pursue. But, you know, Micah Mazuka at that guard spot, if you can find a just a road grader of a guard that can go in there and take over one of those spots, I mean, I think I think that would make my opinion of that offensive line even higher um, going into next season just because of the veterans they have back. So it, it, it's got to be more those guys, I, I think, rather than, you know, Stephon Thompson's a nice piece to have on, on defense. But I, I think those the, the three skill position guys were really needed, uh, and I, I think they've got to be – difference makers and not just some of the you know in, in the past you, you mentioned kind of the frost transfers I mean you had you need to be, to be a little bit more of a Samori Toure and, and less of a kind of I know of that makes sense Michael Brunsusker 24-7 of course recruiting never stops uh, Nebraska recently hosted their junior day and I know you had a chance to talk to at least a couple of the guys who visited what were your impressions of what you've been hearing about how Nebraska ran this junior day and some of the interest that they're getting for looking ahead to the class of 25 and 26. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Matt Rule and his staff have been in Lincoln for a little bit more than a year, and I think you're you're starting to see them get caught up. I mean, I, I think they were catching up a little bit uh, with, with the 24 recruiting class, but, you know, some of these guys in the 25 and, and 26 classes, I mean, Nebraska's been talking to them for over a year, and you're starting to see the benefits of that. Um, you know, you, in the 25 class, uh, I talked to Bryson Hayes, um, you know, he was a wide receiver and an offer last, last year at Nebraska summer camp. And, you know, when you have a year to kind of build that relationship and you've done an evaluation on a kid in person, uh, that, that puts you in a pretty good spot. So, you know, I, I think, you know, from the recruits I talked to and that Schaefer talked to, I mean, I, I think that, you know, the, the staff is really hammering home that, you know, this past year was really about laying the foundation in Lincoln, and now they're, you know, ready to kind of continue that upward trend. Um, you know, we'll see if they can, that, that plays out on the field in the fall, but th- that, that at least was the message, and I, I think it was, uh, it was well-received by guys. I mean, I think they, they didn't feel like Nebraska staff was just kind of, you know, selling them a bit of goods, but uh, that things are actually trending in the right way there. Brunts, I, I think last week when we had you on, we talked about a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, according to, to Matt Zenitz of 24-7 Sports, Matt Rule and, and Nebraska, they're expected to hire the TCU general manager to be the director of football operations. Any idea like what the takeaways should be on this one? 
Uh, yeah, there was that one, and then you know Keith Williams had been on staff in the personnel office, um, getting a promotion there. I think a well-deserved one in his situation. He's been really involved uh, recruiting uh, kind of behind the scenes over the last year, uh, especially in Missouri and Kansas. That was another move that happened. But, you know, I, I think in some ways that, you know, Matt Rule, after being here for a year, kind of looking at, at what worked and what didn't this year, um, and, and, you know, just going out and finding a guy that kind of fits what they're doing. Um, you know, that, that higher... I know it had been close to Sunny Dice at, at TCU and at SMU. Um, and, and, you know, after a year, sometimes you just have guys, you know, move on on their own, too. I mean, that, that was the case with some of the names that uh, filtered out in the offseason. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the one thing with Matt Rule is, you know, he's, he's always going to be evaluating things uh, within his own program and how things are working. And, um, you know, we'll kind of see how these, these things behind the scenes play out. But, um, you know, I. I know a lot of people kind of got hung up on the recruiting stuff, but and the recruiting moves, but they've got an army of people over there, um, and, and I think people sometimes forget just how big that apparatus is over there. Michael Brunts, Husker twenty four seven. I see that uh, Coach Bolt is having a press conference this week, so we're almost to baseball season, Bruncey. Yeah, yeah. Friday, everything gets going, and then. Uh, but three weeks after that, they're they're in uh, in Texas, so it it, it comes quickly, and then uh, we're off and running until College World Series, I guess. Mm. I don't know, Josh, why you shake your head and turn up your nose when you hear College World Series. You should be thinking, I've got two weeks of vacation. No, I got a lot of work to do, John, during the College World Series, hosting shows, battling traffic when I leave to go home early. Mm-hmm. Lots of things, John. Lots of yes, things. Yes, vacation, vacation, lots nice. of vacation things. Nice. Michael Bruns. Hey, Brunsy, take care. We appreciate it. Bye, Bruns. Thanks, guys. Take care. Michael Bruns on the 42 Degrees, the source hotline. Can't you? I mean, Josh, you should be happy. That means we're closer to actual winter being done. I do like that. Not not this pretend I'm going to declare winter dead, Who even though that? it's clearly not no dead yet. No one said that. You're making. Are you arguing with a straw man? Is there a straw man in jail right now there at Yes, uh, the, the straw the man looks like Jack Mitchell and I'm Josh Peterson. All we said was it's going to be warm. That will be nice. You said it and won't that be winter is basically zero. over. Yeah, I said it won't be below zero as a high temperature. That's a very nuanced and informed opinion. Is it? Very nuanced. Last year, Nick, last year in 2023, <laughs> there was actually zero days that were below zero. So I'd say that that's a very fine opinion on my well, I part. I think last year was an outlier. Nah, we just had it. We're done with those days. All I'm saying is winter is still here. I enjoy the warmth. I also don't think baseball should have games in February. Sue me. That's my take. Well, they need to Every in order game. to get do you want the College World Series to last into August? It doesn't bother me. Then that would make the summer shorter, yeah. and then we'd have football season. No. Oh, 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 mister, I want to make summer shorter after the exact- crappy weather we've had. You evil son of a... I do like summer. Uh, let, let me tell you this. If the College World Series ever happens in August... This guy will not be involved That's in any not way, true. shape, or form. We're not allowed to oh. take vacations. We got then the email. Then I will find another play, job. No, Nick's not allowed to do play-by-play. Are you going to quit the zone because the College World Series moves to August? Is that yes. what I'm hearing? August is, sac- is sacrosanct for me. I do not allow anything in August. Mm. Nothing else in August. Besides, do you, do you want to be 
doing College World Series shows while football training? Well, of course you do, because then it would actually give you an excuse to talk football during the College World Series I don't need an excuse to talk football. It's easy for me, man. It's very, very easy for me. I'm happy to talk football. I'm happy to give the people what they want. Give me your takes on the Hawaii thing. On the Hawaii thing? Yeah. Talking about the Polynesian ball? That one. My take. Stupid. That's my take. Didn't watch. Don't care. Those things are about practice. They're not about the game. Allen Iverson would be proud. He would be proud. That is true. Indeed. Uh, Coming up, there there's some allegations that the information that got out about the illegal sports betting by Iowa and Iowa State athletes – may have been ill-gotten information. Oh. Some interesting details that are coming out. And Jim Harbaugh may be this close to being the new head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Oh, baby. Coming up on 1620 The Zone. Hey, everyone. Josh and John here for the FanDuel Sportsbook. John, we are now just a few days away. Five, in fact, From conference championship weekend, we have the AFC title game early. We have the NFC title game late. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash 1620. You look, John, at the lines for both of these games. The Ravens, three and a half point favorites. That means if you want to take the Chiefs on the money line with the best quarterback in the NFL, you can get them at plus 168 odds. In the NFC, 49ers are minus seven, so if you believe in chances lines, you could take them at plus 280 on the money line, not to mention prop bets and a whole lot more. John, again, just go to FanDuel.com slash 1620. But a little advice, you may want to wait until late in the week on that Lions line, because if Debo Samuel does not play, could change things in that game. San Francisco is a seven-point favor but yes you can get started with 150 dollars in bonus bets guaranteed all you have to do for new customers is place that first five dollar bet just visit fanduel.com slash 1620 to join today that's fanduel.com slash 1620 21 plus in president iowa first online real money wager only ten dollar first deposit required bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem call 1-800-BETS-OFF you've worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.